Troy, talk more about your coming to saving faith and about this spiritual exhaustion you were feeling for the first 10 years and how that changed to a rest in Christ. Yeah, I think in hindsight, I understand now the the issue. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. You know, I kind of grew up in a church and my understanding was limited in the sense that the gospel applies to salvation. And so the gospel, right, is what you believe and trust by faith and are saved. But then no one ever really explained to me, and I'm sure I probably didn't take a lot of initiative either, but no one then ever explained to me that the gospel also applies to your sanctification. And so I think sometimes we can do the uh, kind of what Paul dealt with in church at Corinth. The gospel will get you saved, but it's kind of then we'll take it from there concept. And I think I did that. I think it was all right. I'm going to trust Jesus to save me, and then I'm going to work like crazy to work out this salvation with fear and trembling rather than learning to rest in Christ. And then, so for me, it became, a, I think, a radical misunderstanding of grace. And so that book was really helpful because it, it essentially says that you can't do anything to get God to love you more, and you've never done anything that would cause God to love you less. Like, He loves us because He chooses to love us. And I started to see then that the, the whole Christian life isn't about what I do for God. It's about me letting God work through me. And then I have to apply the gospel to my sanctification, just like I do as I trust it for my salvation. And I think people have a really, really hard time with that. And then I think what can happen is that you start just saying, well, maybe the whole Christian life is just about me pursuing blessing. Well, then that puts you on a you know, a vicious treadmill. And so rather than trying to deepen my relationship with God, I become a, an opportunist who's trying to use God to get God to bless me. And then it kind of comes at the high cost of right missing the greatest blessing of all, which is God himself. So I kind of grew up in a church where it was, if you're faithful, you'll be blessed. And I always assumed that the blessing then would be material. And then, you know, I read Genesis 15, 1, and you can be faithful and blessed, and the greatest blessing of all is actually God himself. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, why didn't someone ever tell me that? Like, the most amazing blessing of all is like that I get to know God, and that he knows me and knows my name and loves me. And so that's why I think kind of a casual reading of the Beatitudes leaves people kind of scratching their head in confusion. You would read it, and I even say in the book, they don't look like great life strategies to employ in order to be successful, happy, and blessed, right? Because they're just not American dream-esque mm-hmm. enough. 